What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well. And they're always rotating in new seasonal cocktails. So come through and check out what they've got on deck for fall and winter down there. The patio is now nice, covered, and heated and will be throughout the fall and winter. So come through and big thanks to Produce Row for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another volume of I Dig Records, a Dan Cable Presents podcast coming at you once again. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the programming here, you can find fresh episodes of the regular podcast coming at you every Friday, which is usually myself in conversation with an artist or a band of all music genres. And every other Wednesday, you get volumes of I Dig Records, which is a series that is typically co-hosted by my cousin, Bobby. But he moved out to LA a couple months ago, and I've just been trying to give him some time to settle in down there and i've been having some guest co-hosts in his place and this time around i've got my friend 
Bryson the Alien, who is a Portland-based rapper that I've gotten to know over the last five years or so. He's been on the the regular podcast numerous times, along with uh, Alpha, who is mentioned in this episode. Great producer. Definitely got to get that dude on uh, on an episode of I Dig Records. But yeah, this series is about doing the deep dive on an album, and I ask my guest co-host to uh, pick a few albums that they are passionate about, and Bryson brought to the table this 1991 release from KMD called Mr. Hood. I knew the name KMD. I was not aware of its affiliation with MF Doom and and this kind of being one of those original projects of him. So we get deep into that. From talking to Bryson over the years, I know that Doom is such a huge influence on him and the whole Some Aliens aesthetic and, and the way that he thinks about music, so it was uh, it was cool to get to talk to him about one of his favorite records and one of his favorites out of the the Doom collection of of work. And we just got we got extra buttered and and we listened to the record and we, and we chatted about the uh, the nuances of it and went off on some some other tangents as well. Always always great to hang with this dude. So if you enjoy what you hear on this episode i would encourage you to check out some of the the previous chats i know uh episode 18 was uh, a long time ago that was the first some aliens appearance and then 118 is also a chat with myself and bryson and alpha as well as 218 we have uh we have kept up that tradition of anything ending in 18 of having the some aliens crew whatever that might consist of at the time on on those episodes ending in 18 and I also had Bryson on not that long ago maybe earlier this year at some point to do a solo chat so that's somewhere in the last I don't know 50 episodes I would say so I'll put all the links in the episode notes so that you can uh you can keep up with what is uh going on with Bryson the Alien, R.I.P. to MF Dune, just quite quite the legend in in the music zeitgeist, and uh, definitely somebody that heavily shifted things. We're gonna get into our chat momentarily. If you are a Portland, Oregon local, I want to tell you about some DJ residencies going on at North Forty Five in Northwest Portland, Twenty First out there near the. Uh, Cinema 21, cool bar, and they've got this covered heated patio for the the fall and winter. They've got a bunch of TVs out there if you like watching sports, and the food is solid. And uh, they've got DJs every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So every first Tuesday out there, we got Vanport. Every second Tuesday, we got DJ What Would Jesus Play. Third Tuesdays are DJ Sicko side spinning a bunch of dub and reggae. And fourth Tuesdays, former two-time guest of the podcast, Spinach. My dude, Spinach, will be over there. And also second Sundays, Free Tillman and Love Jones will be doing their duo thing over there, which has been, uh, those have been really cool shows. They've done it over at Produce Row as well, which also has free music going on. 
twice a week, so uh, those links will be in the episode notes. But uh, yeah, Free Tillman, Love Jones, every second Sunday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., and they'll be spinning a bunch of original music as well as uh, some other lo-fi hip-hop and, and things of that nature. So um, very cool collaboration between those two dudes and they've got a record that they put out not too long ago together and they both have some uh some deep bodies of work so two really great producers out of portland oregon so sponsor links will be in the episode notes along with everything else appreciate you tuning in stay tuned friday for a really great chat with a new york city based rapper named lee way who i had a really great chat with a few weeks back stoked to share that one with everyone and uh, definitely check out all of bryson's music we're gonna play the episode out with one of his jams so look forward to that at the end and uh this is it this is bryson the alien and i talking about kmd's 1991 release mr hood volume 30 of i dig records let's do the damn thing i just want everybody to know that I dig records. I dig records, bro. All right, man. I think this thing is in uh, in full effect records, here. You ready to uh, dive into this this KMD record from from 1991? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, man. I'm uh, I'm stoked to to chat with you about about this particular record. It was uh, it's one of the ones that i was not aware of at all so it was a it was a brand new experience and uh you you threw this de la soul record out to me as well what's the name of that one uh de la soul is dead so that that was that was the one i was torn on when i was uh thinking about which one to pick out of the the three that you you sent my way and i was i was pretty torn but you know, I know I know about De La Soul already, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't I didn't really recognize anything about the the the, the KMD record except for kind of you know maybe hearing that name thrown around, and yeah. um, as soon as I got into it, I was just really impressed by the way that the use of all of the the samples, but specifically like the vocal narrations and how they use that throughout the record to to play off of their own vocals yeah. and i was like whoa man this feels because this, this is 1991 that uh-huh. this album comes out and it feels very like advanced and progressive like ahead of its time especially from the the production side of things and it kind of made me feel like some mf doom and then i learned like late last night being uh ignorant to what this kmd project is i learned late last night doing some research that uh it is in fact mf doom (laughs) yeah so um talk to me about your exposure to kmd and like did you know about this record before you knew about doom like which which way does this things fall here (laughs) yeah it actually went went the other way i found out about kmd after finding out about doom found out about doom probably right around the time mad villain came out it's probably about in junior high uh but then yeah once once i heard that then i went back mm, food and just went yeah. all the way back 
in the very beginning pretty much lead to, to KMD, uh, which was Doom's uh, group. It was him. Um, at the time, he went by uh, Zev X Love. Yeah. You know, um, and then his brother, uh, Subrock. And originally, they had a, um, a dude named uh, Rodan in the group, but uh, Onyx, the birthstone kid, um, like replaced him. I think Rodan wanted to finish high school or something like that. We'll get into that. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Hood meets Onyx track for sure. It's yeah, one of my yeah, favorites yeah, yeah. on the record. Yeah, so, so yep. He, he started off pretty much in his group. Uh, before they were making music like that, they were like break dancers and, and like graffiti artists and yeah. stuff. And, and that's how they kind of ran into um, uh, Third Base, you know, uh, the main dude from MC Search. Yep. That's how they ran yep. into MC Search, which is being out in the community. And he kind of took them under their wing, and they he put them on uh, the gas face um, off of uh, um, Third Base's uh, album. And the gas face kind of, like, thrust them into the scene, and they made Mr. Hood, you know. Well, they got signed to Elektra, you know, made Mr. Hood. And, you know, then they made the second album, uh, Black Bastards, and then they got shelved from the album art, and then... Um, uh, Subrock, uh, Doom's brother died in a, a car accident. So they got dropped from the label and then he died kind of around the same time. And right. then Doom kind of went into exile and then popped back up with the mask and all that. Yeah. So that's pretty much long story short. You yeah. Know what I mean, short lived, tr- short lived thing. Uh, just having those couple albums and, uh, yeah, yeah. it was, it was also cool to see that Electra put this out because I feel like that was. You know, to for them to put out a hip hop album in 1991, um, I don't I don't think too much of that was a part of their label, and it was also cool to learn that uh, you know Doom had and and the whole KMD crew had MC Search to to help lift them up. You know, yeah, often yeah. we hear like those stories of you know somebody. It's it's usually somebody that puts somebody on and, and helps them get there and you know, they executive produce on on that record. Yeah, there's um, always usually usually a lineage. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to the prominent artists that come, they always kind of come from someone at at some point. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's um. Again, I, I think I was just like impressed with just the the sounds and and the feels of this thing for 1991 it feels it feels pretty timeless to me on a lot of tracks and i think i think some rap from this era being so early in the history some of it can come off as pretty corny at this point yeah you know some of it does not particularly age well but man you could just hear it from a really early age this dude MF Doom just had this lyrical content that was so unlike anybody else. Yeah, he was definitely, I kind of, you know, in a way kind of put like Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. You know, there's like a couple artists I would kind of put in that kind of like they're conscious, but like they're witty, but then it's funny. Mm -hmm. But like they kind of hit a lot of marks, but the overall thing is them being original and, and lyrical and 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 charting new territory going to uncharted territory with the music um he was definitely one of those main ones uh definitely do you remember the first time 
you heard the KMD stuff or do you remember how you like I know that you you found it kind of going through the doom history but yeah like what did somebody put you onto it and say yeah. hey if you if you love doom you gotta check out the KMD stuff yeah pretty much I I had a um a really good friend uh Mark growing up in my um my uh old neighborhood back home in Toledo Ohio he lived right across the street from me uh so we would always go to each other's houses and stuff um his birthday was the the uh the day before mine too our birthdays were like right next to each other too he was like a year older but um yeah I would go over there all the time and and he was very into like especially at that time like the the stones throw Mm -hmm. the jay dilla the the just the um that kind of resurgence of like the sample sort of situation outcat just a lot he put me onto a lot of music that i wasn't really too privy to at at the time so i would definitely give uh mark a big credit for for putting me on uh but yeah we um we would play peach fuzz all, all the time like we we would play that song a lot uh actually one of my very first raps like i rapped over that beat like as like a as a youngin uh, so i was always into like the, the storytelling and the things like that and that's how things like new york came about and, and yeah. just certain songs i have where it's just like a like just story just you know Trying to win a woman's affection by just being just just confident and just just brazen, you know. We used to sing this song all the time for sure. Yeah, Peach Fuzz is, is probably maybe the most recognizable track on the record, or definitely up there amongst popularity for the, the KMD stuff. Yeah. I hope to ghost like 10 cents per group. Not only if I had two G's per strand, that's my anchor banker. He understands I used to rap. And I know, like, from talking to you over the years, Doom is, is up there on the list as far as people that have, like, really influenced your style. Wanted to have a, a voice that is, like, really your own and, and really lean into, like, that authenticity. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely Doom probably have to be number one. Do you feel like that impact is like different now that he's passed in some way? In in a way, because now knowing that he's not here to make any quote unquote new stuff is like now I can just study everything that he has made and just yeah, just do the research, just dig around, you know, find interviews. Now it's just about just like digging and finding yeah. instead of like doing that but also like waiting for the new thing and but now it's just more so just going back and just appreciating you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What he what he's left behind. Yeah, in the episode notes I'll put the link for there's a there's a couple different YouTube documentaries, short and long, but um I was watching one in particular last night that was pretty solid on like running through the history and you get to see yeah. so many of those you know, those early MF Doom shows and, yeah. and it's just a, a cool rundown and, and one of the things I appreciated a lot listening to him talk about was uh you know they ask him why why do you have all these different personas and and just his 
his reasoning for that being that he just always saw himself more as a writer, you mm-hmm. know, and that he wanted mm-hmm. to take on these different characters and then feel like he needed to be boxed in by just being this one, this one person. And, yeah. and that, are, that approach is, I think, uh, what makes it special in some way. And just his, his vision for that of, you know, like, I don't need to be this one person. And if I was, I think that's boring. Yeah, he's definitely the first um, artist, specifically rapper, that had multiple personas and made albums with multiple personas. Besides, like, a Mad Lib or something with, with Quasimodo. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. Yeah, I can't think it. Yeah, I can't think anyone at the moment. How many how many personas are there? Because I I am by no means a MF Doom uh, authoritarian. <laughs> like I, I like I shouldn't be the one spitting off too many facts. Like no, I love I love Doom. Um, I came I definitely like I think came to it a little bit later. Thankfully, uh, like before his passing, I was yeah aware of him and uh, you know definitely one of those shows that I never got to see. Right. So. Yeah, no, if it wasn't for, for Mark and if it wasn't for, like, my brother, I wouldn't have probably known about Doom until I, you know, got older, too. Um, but there's MF Doom, which is uh, Metal Face Doom or, or Metal Fingers Doom when he's producing. <laughs> then there's uh, Victor Vaughn. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's King Jadora, which is, like, the, you know, the Godzilla monster thing. Uh you know, I'm sure there are probably a couple more, but then there's like all the little uh, side groups he had. You know, the Mad Villain and the the Danger Doom with Danger Mouse. You yeah. know, when he made that album. Yeah, this Mad Villain record that's uh, sitting right here is definitely one that's in my my vinyl collection for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, gotta be, gotta be, gotta be. So when I asked you, you know, to throw some records out there for having this type of discussion um why this why this kmd record like what what about it speaks to you or uh you know when you think about top albums for you or albums that have had a big impact like why why does this one make the list for you um well the three records i picked were uh tribe called quest low end theory de la so de la so is dead and then kmd Mr. Hood, um, all three of those records came out in 1991, which is the year I was born. So, in it, all three of those records had a kind of an impact. So those kind of why I picked them. Um, yeah, it just kind of lined up that way. But but don't get me wrong, like I love Midnight Marauder. You know, I love yeah. these artists' other albums, but those three kind of kind of had holds a special place for me in particular because I feel like with De La So is Dead like that one was like them ditching you know the aesthetic of the first album and just like really just just speaking their minds and I feel like that was important and I feel like with Low End Theory like that was also important because that kind of like with the jazz and stuff really um it really made an impact 
it really it really changed how people was started putting together records, especially on that side of, of hip hop. Uh, it was just crucial. Yeah, and the, those dudes are just like further to coming into their own by that time as well. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there's uh, I always I always like to look at the records that came out in the year that um, the the record that we're talking about is. So, like, yeah, this is like you said, those other two records that you picked are from '91 and just a, a pretty solid year for for rap and hip-hop like ice cubes death certificate is, yeah yeah is a part of that list and you got you know uh, the Dell the funky homo sapien brings the i yeah. wish my brother record and definitely you got ghetto boys we can't be stopped just a lot of a lot of cool stuff but just from the get-go with this record just how it, it like breaks in with this this type of narration i just had like i just didn't think that anybody was really even doing that shit at the time and yeah mr hood at the uh i don't even know how to say the jewelry store the the pioca lee jewelry store (laughs) yeah uh nah uh mr hood is actually a, a real person uh this album was based off a dude they actually knew in the neighborhood and they called him Mr. Hood. Come and on, Mr. they just used a whole up. bunch of like language tapes to like narrate the voice of the person. But um, on the cover, Mr. Hood is on the front. I think he's just like the, the dark skinned dude. I think he has like a hoodie or something. But he's like, he's on the cover as well. They were, they were just saying, you know, that this guy was just a very lively person. You know what I mean? So they just made a whole album about just, just you know, Know, exaggerating just his my name is his wildness you know what is your name but just to, yeah and this is a great example of how they use that narration and, and bounce their own vocals off of it and then by the time this thing actually like kicks into the to the jam and, and the transition that happens to, to get it in Right. Because this rhyming for nickels business ain't making it. What I need is a job. Uh, what you work at? Uh, they hiring? Follow this avenue. Yeah. Turn right at the corner. Uh huh. Go to the left when you reach the square. Yeah. It is the house next oh. to the theater. <laughs> yeah, I know the one. Just the, this, this build up with Would the horns and the, yeah. the arrangements yeah. and shit. Not too expensive. As a matter of fact, this reminds me of the days of dwelling with those who kill It's just like so seamless that you, you get to this point in the song where we're, where he's actually right. starting to rap. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. Genius. I think like the yeah, just those, those hits and, and just the the general like arrangements to this whole album and uh, it's it's cool that like Mr. Hood was this dude that inspires this album because like you were saying they just thought he was like this guy that had a lot of character and like a lot of life to him and I think like that's what I like took away from listening to this record was that it's, it's an album that has a lot of life to it yeah it, it uh i mean it can be like low-key and and kind of chill at certain points but for the most part it's like it's really moving and i've never been to new york before and i know this this comes out of like long beach mm-hmm. more like staten island kind of mm-hmm. yeah. sides of of things yeah 
And even never being there, I feel like I'm being painted a picture of that area of New York. When I'm listening to this record, I feel like I'm like on the go or yeah. like it's, it's a good record for the car or like if, you know, it's probably something that was really cool to listen to on the subway or walk around the streets yeah. of New York. Yeah, no, I feel like this and definitely like Diggable Planets, I feel like we're not put the album while I feel like I'm in New York or something. I feel like I'm like just there while the music is playing, you know. Probably Tribe as well, but yeah, they really do do a really good job at like just putting their their personalities out there with the music and the theatrics and stuff. Yeah. And also just uh as far as like building an experience, you know, you get you get to like the end of this track into the second who me is just again this seamless thing that if you're not paying attention you wouldn't even know you're in another track yeah i love that i love that in a small ragged negro boy you don't set it off and now we're in like yeah just uh definitely like allows you to slip into to the record yeah yeah creates that experience for sure yeah the video for this song is pretty, pretty funny. yeah it's very cool some stay stud like sticks in the mud i will probe from nuclear keep me from flipping day yet i constantly it was funny though like definitely listening to this record and uh from what i know about you and your the music that you've put out over the last five years i could i really like felt the connection to it like it made sense to me why you love this album and like how it could have an impact on on what you do just because it, it does feel unique and like out of the box and it also uh but it also like really hits at times and like there is some you know deep pockets that, that get uh pushed upon and there's uh there's just this like really unique take though i think to the, to the lyrics and like just the what the what he's talking about and i don't know how um like how it hits for you but i was also just thought it was the way he frames just all this racial shit and delivers that stuff because it it doesn't feel like necessarily like protest music you know that has it has a different energy but the way he's framing all this like social shit and just like you know what it's like to be like a black person and with like a song like this or boogeyman we'll get into and then uh what's the what's the other track the the other one that's heavy in that area is the banana peel blues yeah you know just the way he frames all that stuff i thought was uh was like pretty impactful and also like very different you know just just i don't know it, it wasn't like he was trying to change anybody's mind about anything he was just just saying it you yeah know? he just get, getting it. his getting his point across you know what i'm saying in a in an articulate way in a way that at least from where i stand with it, it's like 
you can't you only can be like I, you only can just like just feel where he's coming from you know what i mean he's like you said he's not trying to change like change your mind or or give you nothing he's trying to i don't know not trying to sell you an idea necessarily just just painting a picture from how he sees it yeah and just giving you the opportunity to just kind of ponder on it and there's an art to doing that like you said without sounding preachy or protesty you know what i mean just i learned i feel like that's one of the biggest takeaways i feel like i've I've gotten from him so far just trying to word things in a way that you can get your point across but also not like necessarily turn someone off from from the message in a way you know yeah I mean? and it's not that i i don't think that the the protest type shit i think has a lot of place too and it's it's its own yeah. energy and um i appreciate the hell out of that as well there's just uh i just felt like this was uh something that a lot of people could connect to even if they didn't like quite understand the situation it's yes. like whoa this dude is uh he's trying to let people know something you know with, with what he's doing here. yeah i think this yeah the boogeyman track for sure is a great example of that Onyx is just really dope rapper too and it would have been tight to see him do more more with, with this stuff he might have some stuff I just haven't dug too deep but you know just his wordplay and the way he put the, puts together his stories too I can tell like him and Doom fed off each other Yeah. and I'm sure Doom took you know took that away as he went on with his career yeah that name was not one that I was like hip to before yeah. listening to this stuff really right, right. and also this track is just like so funky as well and there's just just fat hooks on here right this is really not a track on this album where I want to skip it you know yeah me either just front to back it's pretty killer and all the breaks that they use during the tracks are killer. yeah just very fun album very fun yeah definitely like uh, cool. Ses- sesame street stuff just yeah. all these language tapes yeah just like, just like man so creative and i know it's probably hard as hell to to get those you know everything lined up and using tapes and a tracks and especially at that time right the like vinyl, now vinyl just you know now you could do that stuff i feel like pretty right easily, there <laughs> you know and you can get you can get the sources that you need to you know put together your vision but like yeah. you're saying with this it's a real it's a real hunt for these things and like matching everything up to make make sure it all really works together and it's there's also just like something to hearing like these tapes or like the even the sesame street shit and being like hey let's uh let's go ahead and save that i think we can i think we can make that mm-hmm. be a part of this in some way yeah yeah just just having 
the um, the samples line up with, with their message and the uh, whatever the song is about. Just so dope. Just so dope. And just putting that, you can just tell they put just that time and care into it. And I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at least at this point in my career, I haven't really had a, a tape that's been too heavy on, on skits or interludes because we're just kind of in a different time where, like, at least I feel like for the most part, people just when they, when they hear the song. So I might try and weave something throughout it or in it, you know, but yeah, like rarely, rarely would I would I even think to make a project so so heavy on on weaving something like this, you know, but I've been heavily inspired by it, you know, and probably in the future will do something like that. But we're just in a, a time now where I don't know, just with, the digital streaming platforms and stuff it it almost makes it almost obsolete in a way yeah I, but you can't playlist a um a, you know skit or interlude or something you know what i mean it's like yeah where, where does it really go besides the album you know i think like, you're not going to market it or put it as a single or yeah or something I, like that i definitely hear that i think there's still always going to be those people though that want that full album experience so yeah yeah and now that we are in the digital world it's easy to for people to not include those things if they don't because really you can turn any album that you like into whatever you want if there's fucking six songs on the album you don't like you just make the playlist for the album exactly. and you don't even have to deal with that anymore <laughs> you gotta uh, deal with it <laughs> but i do i i really appreciate like this approach to yeah, there's skits on here in some way, but there's no like separate tracks that's just kind of a skit. It's all yeah. part of the music. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it's a little bit different take on it and this is one of my favorite takes on it and it's just how this whole track kicks off. It's the fourth track on the album. It's it's Mr. Hood meets Onyx. So epic. It's just a party. They have a full conversation. Yeah. How you feeling? Yeah, I know, I know, my man. Yeah, you be driving that car, right? Yeah, I know you. So yo, make yourself at home, pull up a crate. And you know, Alpha, you know, listen to a lot of stuff growing up too. But like, you know, you listen to Yard Father. You know, we got we got skits on there. You know, I know Alpha. He pulls out all the stops. He's not skipping over the skits. Right. He goes Beanie Siegel. Yeah. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's for like three of you listeners. Yeah, exactly. The ones we know now. I ask you a question. What's the question? What, what? Toothbrush. Toothbrush. Toothpaste. I like it's your gums. Is you talking about toothbrush? Yo, go brush your dentures. Where can I get toothpaste? Yeah, best to go suck out the crest master pump. Yeah, but could you imagine cutting this together, dude? Because like you're, you're not just like moving shit back and forth on logic. Like, oh, we just need to nudge it just a couple back, and you could just keep doing that until it's really in the right place. Yeah, I would imagine they had to have practiced 
like they practice the, the responses and stuff. Right, right. But nonetheless, like all that had to go into it. Yeah, so right. So genius. Mother likes to visit the old church. Throws a diss in there. Yeah, I don't know. This just feels different to me than just your normal uh, skit. Right, right, right. I'm interested in seeing the barbershop. But um, you, it's like you need, you want to know more about this character and what, yeah. what else he's gonna have to say. Right, right. <laughs> And, and this goes into Subrock's mission, which is kind of real. Like this is one of those tracks that's like real representative to me. I feel like I feel like I'm on a journey through New York or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just really on the move. Yeah, that fat bass line, the drums, drums hitting. Yeah, it feel like footsteps or something, you know? right? Going somewhere. It is a mission. Yeah. 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 Like those, those string guitar samples that they throw in there, like that, that gives those drums such a different life to them. Then again, sneaky mod I get, only if impatience in your heart is set. Impatience, then be a cut patient, G, and I'll seek to get it done in a jiffy. You know what, such as, cut the three RDB, I said sounds quick, can you draw it so I can see, said draw it sub. The bobber is you, my side sketch when I know Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. I feel like I hear the uh, some of that crossover and sound in, in the Wu-Tang stuff, too. Definitely. Just from strictly because of that region. And, yeah. Like, hip-hop especially seems to always, you know have that high relation to like whatever the re- whatever the region is you know yeah seems yeah. to really impact that that sound especially at that time especially at that time it could be different now because of the internet and whatnot but definitely at that time you can tell like when an impactful record came out and like the next few years things followed along just kind of like with Illmatic you know right like after that came out then everything started sounding like that well it's all that yeah and it's also that situation where there's no there's no internet for you know the kid in Ohio to hear the underground thing that's coming out of 
Florida or wherever, you know. Right, unless someone dubbed tapes and gave it to you. Right. But even then, you would still be the only one. Yeah. Unless you shared it with people, you know what I mean? Couldn't so. go scouring Bandcamp and then just, oh, I want to hear more like this. Right. <laughs> right. I want to, like, specifically pinpoint this city and see what rap or hip-hop or jazz is coming out of this particular city in this state. Yeah, you have to really, really be hands-on, you know what I mean? Quite literally. Um, yeah, man, but, you know, KMD and, you know, Brand Nubian and Native Tongues and all of that was this time, you know what I mean? So I'm sure they were all feeding off each other, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, Jungle Brothers. Yeah. Just, you know. The Jungle Brothers stuff is like, I knew a couple songs, but it wasn't until this last year or so that I kind of went a little deeper on some of their albums yeah. and was just uh was like whoa i need to yeah. i need to know more about this that's <laughs> pretty much what put what helped you know what i mean kind of put q-tip in the mix you know what i mean that and the day law stuff you know but they pretty much went like jungle brothers and day law and try you know what i'm saying then and everything else but this is kind of like to me where the album takes like a little bit of a shift vibe wise yeah like yeah this yeah. is the one that that yeah home rush has, yeah home rush has that like just fat pocket on it yeah and this is kind of yeah this this section is is one of my favorites on on the album because figure of speech follows this up I wasn't there, obviously, so I, I don't know how they decided who did what song or who chose what for what. Right. But they clearly both had just this knowledge and this idea to just put it together, you know, have this concept for this record. Yeah, it's definitely like it's one of those complete albums that you could um, kind of put on any track solo, too, mm-hmm. for the most part, you know? Yeah, this was kind of just uh, when I was picking which one, when I put this one on, I just kind of had to know what was going to follow each thing, you know, especially them kicking things off with all the the vocal narration stuff and just kind of makes you want to, oh, what's going to happen next in the in the story? And then you get into the tracks and they all just kind of seem to have this undeniable 
feel to them. They all have like a little bit of their own flair to it. Introducing me to it. Yeah, no, this is definitely, is definitely worth collecting. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'ma set it off. I'ma set it off. This is, yeah. Figure of speech. One of my favorite beats and grooves on, on the whole record, though. There's just like a cool factor to some of this shit that I started off with an answer. Love smokes, no cancer stick. But on a dancer stick, there's a romancer of a rhyme text. Time check, tonics. Time out, I'm X. For sonics, sonics. Like the backup vocals that kick in. Definitely already like that early use of just using vocals as an instrument instead of like a backup vocal roll. Right, right, right. You need like this little disco roll right here. Yeah. You definitely tell Doom was listening to some, some Steely Dan and stuff. You know yeah. I mean? you know, he, yeah, it seems like his his range of inspiration was oh, like wide from a young age. Very like progressive and shit. And, like just even the way that they'll do little things to break up each verse. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Some of those breaks are very cool. Yeah. You can really learn a lot. Listen to this, especially if you are, you know, not even even if you are an artist, but like it's hard to not walk away with, with stuff when you listen to this album. You know what I'm saying? Like that backup vocal. Like that's some shit that you hear on indie pop songs in 2021. You know, just people chopping vocals up like that. And this dude's doing it 30 years ago. Right. Right, Yeah, and this one is what leads into that banana peel blues track which I mentioned earlier. A lot of brothers don't like this joint because it might not be funk or funky. And it is blues. Mm -hmm. So good. Only two real tribes out there now. So with the help of the crowd, so genres. In a way, just uh, like how he frames the subject matter. The original man is the black man. True. I'm presented to the youth is more than enough proof. Classes in session, basically. 
And you didn't even you didn't even know you were there. So I raised the roof. Tongue to tooth, it may sound like a good hand to feed from, but follow this lead. Lead to find what's true indeed. Some get caught up in the thought of intellect and say he helped us with his leper's butt that got us in this mess. What a monster! I said a lot of boys might not get this because it ain't funky. Sure enough, it's gonna be played by no monkey. Because the monkey fits the shoes yeah. and these banana peel blues. Yeah, you're like deep in that muddy water. Plus one cell to remember that the soul is secret. really brings you into it. Our truth will soon see as I check to what's written. Check the script. Let's see Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And became a living soul. So where's my man getting this actual force? Probably that same old can. Or barrel of monkeys who call me and you a soul man. And call my food a soul food. Yeah, I'm supposed to have soul, yet I'm uncivil and cruel. And I come from apes, yet this monkey rapes. And I'm also just like, then soon to be cool. Oh man, I just, I love like on a record like this, you know, you got all the people in the room kind of just not uh not being silent i guess about like the way what he's saying is making them feel and i think that's just like really prevalent in like jazz music when you can hear when you can hear the players on the track really feeling it sometimes and you hear them coming through i love when that stuff is like left in the record and, and obviously like you get that a lot in hip-hop with just kind of the hype of everybody around egging you on to what you're doing and whatnot and kind of like feeling it and raising the energy around like yeah it's cool just having that that group involvement feel it on the record you know, like yeah. the far side and stuff you could tell they were just all riffing off right, each other you right know what I mean? yeah it's like no we don't we don't have to like nobody has to be quiet right you know like let's just just have a good time and let that be represented on the tracks you know and beastie boys too also like i i mean especially watching you know jazz or any other type of music when you when you see it live and you see that the people are like expressing themselves in that way, like, man, that part was so intense for even the people in the band that the dude playing had to just like give it a woo, like at the end, you know, of it, because yeah. like it just was uh, was that deep into right, could, it. Could or he was just it. like, maybe that person in the band was that impressed by the other player in the band and the solo they took that night. And right, right. It's like everybody is uh, going through it for the first time together. Right, right, right. And yeah, just all this stuff again with the using using vocals and vocal narrations as instruments like this is yeah, no doubt. very next level to me. I'm I'm always like very blown away by that. We've covered like kind of the first half of this album is there any tracks that we haven't talked about thus far that like kind of like really stand out to you on this album maybe like any of yours that are your favorites we talked about peach fuzz a little bit in the beginning of just being uh one of the most recognizable tracks from kmd and that's kind of on the on the back half of things but do any of these uh second half of the record tracks uh stick out to you so I think soul flexing is pretty. It's a pretty 
pretty tight one. I mean, they're yeah, they're just all. They're all tight. They're all really tight. Now just to blow this up like I intended, straight from the course, it much damage will I send it. I feel like I remember liking the beat, like in the guitar and stuff. Focus for local, the whole nine, I'm blowing up. The birthstone kid, I got it going on. Every time I throw it on, LR Strong is what I'm going on. I kick styles like maybe this one or that one, whichever, which I bust, it's gotta be a fact. I feel like I can definitely hear Ice Cube rapping over this. It's like very NWA. Expression. It's very, it's very like that for me, you know? Yeah, you can hear Ice Cube's cadence over this for sure. You can definitely tell a dude was listening to Ice Cube. NWA for sure. I feel like NWA did a lot for, for New York. For at least that, you know, that first, that first album, you know what I mean? Just from the production standpoint. Yeah. But you tell a like, stuff at 91 started getting real, real, real fat. Like you listen to like not anything from the 90, it might not. I don't know. I feel like after that, after NWA, like the the, the bass, the, the that bass start got got real, real wild. People figured out what what Dre tapped into. Yeah, even listen to like the Tupac records and stuff. That yeah, Dr. Dre's influence. It's just so I don't know. Just something to it. So you as a a Midwest kid growing up in Ohio, do you feel like you got just a wide mix of everything i mean i knew like yeah. when you're growing up you obviously you had like the internet to some degree maybe uh maybe spotify and stuff wasn't out when you were in high school or anything but like nah, not really. but you obviously like had access to stuff outside of your region but do you feel like yeah you got more west coast or more east coast or just a, a pretty pretty solid balance of everything yeah, I feel like I kind of did get a solid balance. Now that you kind of ask me like that when I think about it, yeah. I definitely feel like I got like a solid balance. And uh, I got to some, sometimes I was like strictly listening to like West Coast stuff or East Coast stuff. I, I would kind of just sit in the pocket for a while and stuff. And even now to this day, I, I, I feel myself, you know, diving into certain catalogs and stuff. Uh, so I kind of just kind of definitely just jump jump around, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I have my preferences. I have my faves. You know, I'm definitely, like, you know, very native tongues, <laughs> you know. I'm very, I feel like I feel most at home in that sort of region of hip-hop at this time, at least. You know what I mean? So, uh to definitely kind of like, I guess that's like, you know, East East Coast more so. Yeah. The gospel rompies be flexing. Yeah, the gospel now rompies flexing. Are you still not really like listening to a lot of current day rap and hip hop? It's funny since last time we talked, I have I have been listening to a lot of newer oh, stuff. Because I, I don't know the the five years previous or so that I've known you, you you have that has not been, you know, what you were really interested in. I feel like with 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 you know COVID, it it, it changed everything. Because then I had to like see what else was going on. You know what I mean? Like pre-COVID, it was kind of. It was a lot actually easier to kind of just tuck off, just work on stuff. 
but when that happened, then I had to see what artists was doing, what and what was going on. So since then, I've definitely caught up to speed on a lot and now I kind of just look at the whole thing as one thing you know what I'm saying and just kind of navigate it by time yeah and pocket and space but I definitely feel like you know at first I was kind of like maybe like a a, a bear you know maybe like an elephant you know what I mean <laughs> I, I don't know like I'm just trying to think of an example like like a like an animal just kind of being being with his pack and then sometimes venturing off and stuff. But now it's like bird's eye view. I feel now I'm just looking down at all of it and just seeing where I fit in with it. And you know what I mean. Um, and I think that's was uh why I've been kind of getting like these features and stuff lately too. Because now I can kind of see where everyone you know what I mean. See what everyone's doing and being able to reach out and just connect more dots so it's been fun yeah i was gonna ask if you felt like maybe just getting involved in these different music projects has also made your interest in what you were listening to change quite a bit as well it made it made me it made me definitely uh branch out more just by default of like getting in connection with the artist and seeing who they work with and seeing their friends and stuff like that so it's uh almost required me to you know to be be more knowledgeable about what's going on in hip-hop right now around around me in in my my sector of things you know what i mean so yeah and i think i'm maybe now that you are a little deeper into your own process maybe you don't have to worry so much about everything influencing you or or maybe wanting to like chase a particular you know trend in 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 the scene and stuff like that (laughs) because it's you know it's so easy to be impressionable when you're when you're young in it and you know maybe now you can just take what you want from them and absolutely still maintain your your authenticity in it yeah, no doubt. I, I feel like definitely at this point, I've made enough stuff and done enough stuff to where it's like I, I know who I am and and I'm I'm pretty anchored in where and where my identity is with the music and I feel like people who know me and, and know my music, for the most part, kind of know what to expect, but always expect to be unexpected. You know what I mean? Like they they already know it's going to be something I haven't done before. So it's going to be nine times out of ten, unlike something I previously did. But just know that it's definitely going to involve some lyricism. It's definitely going to involve some some beats. Yeah, and I mean some 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 sound effects. It's, you know, they know they know that the pieces I, I put together. You know what I'm saying? The pieces I use, but as far as how how I do it. Is it always going to be something different? Yeah, man. It, it always feels like it's uh, a new space is being explored, but um, it's well, yeah. It's it's, it's a good that way to put uh, it. familiar. It's that it's the familiar voice and um, a familiar spirit. Like you're yeah. saying, I think people expect in some way to not know what to expect, and, Thank and, to, you, yeah. and to just be like. Yeah, there's no point in trying to 
assume what it, what you're going to put out next or what you're going to be a part of because it, right. it, it's never predictable. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and I feel like that's why um, talks like this are important too. Just to even remind people that do listen to my stuff. Like, this is what I grew up on. This is what I like. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like people who get to know me would eventually see like my influences and, and the people I listen to. So there's a framework, you know what I mean, to to what I deliver, you know. It's going to be in some way in, in homage to, you know, my predecessors. Yeah, you know? I think that's... Just that's, trying to just uh, modern up the package, you know what I'm saying, I guess, you know. Yeah, let those influences uh, shine through in in the in good fashion and i think that's been it's one of the fun things about kind of doing these these deep dives on albums with people is because it's it's cool especially with the musicians that i'm talking to like your, yourself it, it is cool to to see those connections and, you know what records have maybe like really shaped your catalog of music or made you think about music differently or even if it was just like one track you know yeah no doubt it all uh it all seems to shape you know that just that art imitating art thing is is real (laughs) no doubt i feel like i'm also the type of person too like typically when i like an artist i like a majority of their stuff you know so yeah uh, same uh, maybe that's the uh, my zodiac. Maybe that's the cancer in me that like I just when I dig a person, I just dig all. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just I want to see it, see it from all angles. You know? Yeah, I would say like with most of my my favorite artists, I kind of ride on their whole catalog of stuff, and um, usually pretty excited about what they're putting out next. And I guess that's those are the types of artists I guess are my favorite because of that too. You know, it's just like, Oh, this is just a, a very complete body of work to me. And, and maybe that's, that's a, like to a fault and maybe my own bias towards some of those things. But I gotta imagine I have some litmus test for it because it doesn't work for every, every artist that, that I fall for, you know, no doubt. at yeah. a certain point, some of it, I, I don't like really attach to, but then there's yeah. those special ones where, yeah, I love all eight or nine of these albums and I'll listen to any of them at any time. Right. It's not, it's not as likely, but when it exists, it's great. Well, yeah, man, as far as, you know, just other tracks on the record, on the back half, this, this 808 man is one of my favorites yeah, in particular. Up, Love this one. Me too. Hey you, kid. Yeah, you Again, the bass line and groove just killer. Every time I listen to this album, I hear just new stuff I haven't heard previously. 
or I hear it in a way that I haven't heard before. Yeah. So it's always like a new experience. Well, it's a lot to take in, right? It's like it—it very is like like watching a movie, and how you always pick up on new things because you've already you already understand the storyline, so you don't have to like pay attention to that 100%. You can kind of like look into the the shit kind of happening in the background a little bit more. Yeah, well said, well said. Those are the best albums, though, where like you kind of you're just like always gaining from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's definitely a the music I, I strive, strive to achieve. Crazy models like a 60 deck of map ducked into an alley like on kick drum ab stopped and told sub but sub was stumped I said do you recall the bass that bumped in the jeeps of the streets as a pedestrian bop heard with vocals with any hip hop beat drop you know, the everything bass. happened as it did before but sub was impassable to escape harassment I booked like a crook out of sight all my might was took conscious eating my boys hooked and hooked of the 808 man so I peeked to look no immediate danger did I see myself in Watch them round the block thinking, ah, who's missing them? Onyx was headlocked and some rock was half Nelson. Think I was wrapping up. Man, listen. Oh, I'm stoked you, uh... I'm stoked this is one of the ones that, that made it into the mix. And, I'm, and I hope that, um... I hope we get to talk about more of your your favorite records uh, i think uh, i think i would definitely appreciate you you know guest hosting this thing guest co-hosting the thing so uh always a good time to to sit and talk with you about about music and things outside of music and this is this is cool because we get to just uh you know hang out and burn yeah. one down get yeah. a little buttered and, and just kind of listen to music and, and talk about talk about a record that we we both really appreciate and obviously doom is, yeah. is one of the legends and and just one of these people that has uh really shaped just music you know the zeitgeist of the thing and the mystery of it with him yeah. doing the mask thing it was is uh just such a cool signature of uh of his character and like we were talking about all having all those different personas and kind of writing from the perspective of different characters is, is something this dude is just like a, a master iconic author you know what I'm saying? right yeah just a masterful author and 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 producer, you know what I'm saying? Visionary. Yeah, I, I think you can um, securely say that that Doom was like truly an artist, you know? Just a Hemingway, Just a, you know what I mean? Yeah. A Hemingway with it. Because I think there's plenty of people that are, you know, just musicians or, you know, and they show up and they do the thing. But, like, to, I don't know. It just feels, it feels, different with a, a dude like doom yeah just a just a writer you know storyteller hell yeah man thanks for uh turning me on to this one thanks for thanks for the uh the kmd education you know no doubt man you know with this sort of stuff we can you and me like so long to to discuss it and get all the intricacies but it just tight just us shining a light on this record. You know what I mean? And, and just putting people on. 
and just reminding people of, yeah. the, of the greatness. You know what I'm saying? And just uh, the timelessness of the record. Yeah. Just for people who might not might not know, you know. Uh, yeah, it's tight, man. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you uh stopped by the chat, man. We sitting here in, in UFO Studios. Yes. You know, not not too many people have really even ever been in here like that. You it's, know what I'm yeah, it's, it's it's very chill. It's always evolving. There's always there's always stuff happening. Um, just you know, just where we're at. You know, we've since pretty much 2019. You know, all all the stuff I've I've dropped came out of that right there. You know, <laughs> what I mean, out of this, out of this uh, operation. Um, so. Just keeping it going, just keeping my spirits up, man. Just, just making sure to to tap in with people and just connect, you know. Yeah. You feel like you're always kind of trying to add little trinkets or change up the lighting in here just to yeah. capture different vibes when you're when you're uh, recording certain tracks. Definitely, definitely, it's like a just an environment that you kind of just tweak and it's tight. Um, and you know. Sometimes I work on stuff in the, the house too. Yeah. There's kind of like A Studio A, and then there's Studio B. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just just getting the job done. You know? Yeah, it's it's wild how uh, just a a slight change in environment can just like inspire a whole new lane of things, or just yeah, yeah open up this this different channel. No, it's cool. It's like you know, I don't know how how much longer I'll be at. At, at this spot but it's just cool just kind of um ha- having fun with it and just exploring new lanes with the music just experimenting uh just having you know that you know like the the bat cave you know absolutely like batman needed his bat cave you know what i mean for for all the all the inventions and shit. So I feel like that's I feel like that's kind of what this is, and you know, I feel like it's just an extension of me as an artist. Like you know, what I'm saying this is the spaceship. Like you know, what I mean, like my my heart is in it. You know what I mean? So I feel like my heart has made this this shed a home. You know what I'm saying? To the music. Well, thank you for inviting me into your uh, into your space, man. I appreciate it. I was. I always enjoy enjoy uh, our chats. Yeah, getting man. Getting to hang. No doubt, man. Alpha said hi. You know, told him. Shout I was, out to Alpha. Told I'm him gonna, I, was, I was chatting with uh, you today, so uh, I'm gonna reach out to him when when he's feeling on the uh, on the upswing. I'd like to do one of these with him because I know that that he's got to have uh, some records that would be fun he fun do. to talk talk about. He do. Y'all need to talk about. Kanye or something <laughs> like college dropout or something like that uh but nah it's a program it is a program he knows he knows it's a program um we could play it out with whatever you whatever you want we could play it out with one of the the recent singles man that is it the the 3d track with the open mic yeah that'd be a good one to man play. Yeah. that video you, you made like a lot of cool visual stuff for your stuff for for the music over the years but Th- thank the you, you. Uh, uh, the 3d video 
is a, a special one. I'll, I'll put the the link for that in the episode notes yeah. as well. I would encourage people to to check out that video and and it's just like also such that'd a good that'd such be a, a good great track. one to play. So that'd be a great one to play out, man. Shout out Open My Ego. You know he definitely very uh, inspired by by Doom as well. You know what I mean? Definitely comes from that branch. Yeah, of, of hip hop. Uh, so it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to 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 make this record with him, um, and maybe more stuff with will come in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this is part of the Pioneer Eleven stuff that you've uh, yeah uh, been dabbling with as well. Yeah, UAP Unexplained Aerial Phenomenon is is our our group name. Uh, me, Alex, and Brian. Alex and Brian are in a group called Pioneer Eleven. They're just, you know, like a synth wave, you know, production duo. They do visuals and things like that. But, yeah. So, yeah, it's the three of us, you know, as UAP. And we've been uh, just releasing singles for our album coming out next year. Uh, we got some, some cool features on them. Uh, this is one of them. Uh, we've just been trying to um, put visuals to all the singles, you know. Cool, man. We got some core drops coming for sure. So Yeah. I'm I'm excited, you know. This is definitely one that I was really excited for people to see though too. This is definitely one of the ones, especially when the video came together. You know, even the uh the one with Fat Tony, uh Regine. I love that video too. Uh so we're just having fun with the visuals, just trying to uh take it next level, you know, just really make it fun. You know, I feel like videos haven't been fun in a while so just trying to make it just just really enjoyable tap into the complete experience check out the video but we we will play it out with 3d so you can uh you can hear this one i'll put all the links in the episode notes for uh for bryson the alien um and everyone else mentioned uh previous previously as well the the pioneer 11 folks open mic eagle um yeah mf doom you know rest in peace long live long live the great indeed if you uh if you're new to the doom find one mm-hmm. the mysterious yeah, press start <laughs> the unknown the unexplainable that is why you are here Thank you for your time and your money Both not real but real enough when you're hungry Turn a sweet soul to a cold junkie Streets on fire, hair and bone all chunky Trying to put you up on gangless See the chick from all sides, this ain't true this It's actually 12 but the one you live in Place up coming at your live streaming High and alert, hybrid alert The earth spins and I'm doing my dirt The clock's ticking and putting in work True fans buying all of the merch Found love cause I went on this search Build trust and I come to some perks A big heart is a gift and a curse Loyal to the reaper statue from earth I like being just visiting earth Stay indie cause I know what I'm worth When you pop a they gon' sit back and lurk Press start if you step on my turf Away games to put a 40 like dirt Walk to Jericho, I'm leaving them hurt Yeah Trying to put you up on gangless Three-dimensional uh, See the jig from all sides, this ain't true, this Three-dimensional It's actually 12 of the one you live in 
place of coming at your live streaming. Three dimensional. Don't listen to me. I haven't written in weeks. This nigga's a gig. Waking up Monday, top of the morning, wishing for end of the week. Why am I here? I've been inside for a year. People is dying, it's weird. Adjusted the mirror, I'm hiding inside of a spear. Find me and buy me a beer. Give me a hug. I'm in the city, I'm numb. Berman and give me a buzz. Give me a squeeze. Shout to original G's. Trying millennial drugs. Shit, I don't know what it was. What did it mean? I'm looking for something between. I'm throwing a punch in a dream. He mumbling something obscene. Trying to put you up on Janus. Three dimensional. Uh, see the chick from all sides. This ain't true. This. Three dimensional. It's actually 12 of the one you live in. Place I'm coming at your live streaming. Three dimensional. Shake something for me, baby. You a queen. Going vegan like a red sky king. You got you in some baby that dairy queen. Try these chickpeas, yo. Tell me what you think. It's clear that my people don't think Just react, man, we barely even blink Hella screams, but we barely see a thing This a dream, but your soul's still a thing Build a team if you shootin' for them rings Do laps in the gym to stay lean Live green for your seeds, plant beans Free to wrongfully accuse, not the bean Hey, just want to give a big shout out to Distro Kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to Distro Kid for their support of this thing. And make sure you go into the episode notes and find that Distro Kid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership with Distro Kid, making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you so make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh, the link in my instagram bio on the link tree so you can find it there as well big thanks to distro kid stay up stay tuned